so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a podcast produced by DesignWorks Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. What's up, everyone? You are listening to The Good. It is the week of March the 9th, 2020. My name is Jared Van, sitting down with Logan Draper. Was that, was that Bert off Bert and Ernie saying that? Hey, buddy. Er. You doing? It's like a mixture of if Kermit the Frog and Bert had a baby. I've been working on character acting. Oh, okay, and that was me. That was um, me in a, a like a deep well. I'm like trying to. Suck. Oh, okay. That's a, like, that's, a, that's a that's a that's a weak yell for being that deep in a no, well. No, no, I'm yelling louder, but you hear me from far away. Oh, okay. You know okay. It's like, you know I'm saying that's what I was doing. Okay, it's character acting. Right, I've been okay. working on it. Oh man. Kind of tired this morning. It's not even this morning. I almost said this morning. It feels like this morning. It's literally 3.08 p.m. right now. I know. I'm exhausted, too. Man. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. If this is your first time, again, you're listening to The Good. Um, Logan and I, um, this whole podcast is dedicated to good news and celebrating people and everything good that's happening in the world. Um, We always start this off by talking about what's good in our lives. So what's good, man? Well... Um, a lot of things. The first thing is it's it's. I think we talked about this last week, but it is the best month of the year, mm-hmm. and so I am incredibly excited about that. Um, I'm delaying because I'm working on this. Um, we are twelve days, fifteen hours, fifty-one minutes, and nine seconds away that's from March Madness trip beginning. That's less than two weeks. I know it's very exciting. So. Huge I, did, win. I did find out that one of my potential Cinderella teams got absolutely demolished in their conference tournament today, so that's kind of a bummer. Don't tell me who yet. You'll be able to go to look at the scores and find out who. I'm not, I don't want to find out because I want to okay. do some of my own. Well, then don't go look at scores right now. I will not do that. But yeah, um, I'm real excited about that, man. That's been, yeah. that's been good, and uh, everything else seems to be... I'm eating better. I'm losing weight. I'm sleeping better. You better, you better make that weight. Well, I'm about to be in. I'm about to come into March Madness weighing 124. Well, you're going to be at a disadvantage then, and yeah. you missed weight. Get you're just going to meet at 175. Well, I'm quite a bit under that now. Well, you're going to miss weight then. I'll gain weight the last week. Okay, all muscle though. <laughs> Probably. 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 How are you doing, buddy? I'm tired. Had a uh, super early morning this morning. Had to wake up at five this morning to be at the hospital at 5:45. His little baby Walker had a little uh, a little procedure done on him. I won't go into too much detail, um, but yeah, um, it all we were we were pretty uh, pretty nervous going into it because he Fair. had to be put all the way under, which is kind of scary for a six month old to be put all the way under. I think um, that's scary as a thirty year old. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm glad that's I'm glad that's over, and he's in the healing process now, and that he woke up and. All that. So. Has he seen better this afternoon? Um, no, he's he's. Emily said he's been pretty fussy the whole time. 
That's fair. He looked. Uh, he was smiling some when she just Facetime me, but yeah, I think he's me fussy for a while. Um, that's fair. But yeah, uh, I got a good health report this week. You I'll, did. I'll, I'll get into that later with my haiku. Um, my haiku has to do with mine too. Oh, really? That's a little different, I think. But um, I'm just kind of. We don't have any plans this weekend. I'm just glad today is Friday. Um, we don't, and we don't have anything planned tomorrow. So can you help me move some stuff tomorrow? No. Great. An- that you know what? Great restraint. Yeah. Good answer. But if you do need something moved, I, I'll, I'll help as long as it's, as long as it's not in the morning. I just got to mow. I'm excited about mowing. <sighs> I'm not. I, I hate mowing our yard, and it needs to be mowed too. So, yeah. it's all these weeds, man. I know. Do y'all have all those purple things in y'all's yard? No, I know what you're talking about. Ours, mine are like. Uh, I don't even know what they are, but they're like. It's like a green weed. It's not the. It's more like looks like a bush. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't have like yeah, the prickly kind of. stuff on it. It's usually out like in um, on a bad golf course in the rough. Mm-hmm. That's what like just patches of my backyard are like sh- in between my knee, knee and foot. So like sh- middle shin high, and then the rest of my grass is an inch tall. Like it's perfect. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I think the stuff you're talking about we had like all over our yard when we lived uh, on York. But yeah, that stuff's a pain. Well, yeah. We have that purple stuff like all over our yard. I think isn't that the stuff when you mow it, it just grow, like. It's just replanting itself. Probably. So I'm probably about to just spread it all over the place. Yeah. You're about to be uh, living in a forest. Yeah. I'm about to just spray it all with all the chemicals. Yeah, I think that's what you should do. So hope for a good rain to run down to your neighbors. Yeah. Or run down to the lake. Yep. There you go. Yep. So, yep. Anyway, so we're going to move on to our haikus now. Happy hi hi. A hi hi. A haikus. All right, my haiku is based on my health report I got this week. I had a, I had a doctor's appointment on Wednesday. First off, I had I was at either the doctor or hospital four of the five days this week. Two, three of them for Walker, one of them for myself. Which is um, funny because usually in a given month you'd have zero. Zero yeah. times in a whole month. Yeah, yeah. Monday we had a. I don't even remember what we had Monday now. Uh, oh, we had a, like a consultation for this procedure and then his six month checkup on Tuesday and then my appointment on Wednesday and then his procedure this morning. So it's been a, it's been a week of doctor doctors. That's a long week. Um, but yeah, here's my uh, haiku. High triglycerides. Meet mediocre meal prep. Slash them boys in half. <laughs> <laughs> gang, gang. Yeah, that's that. That's been, a, it's been slashing them triglycerides. That's a healthy haiku. So, so some background behind this haiku. So I went to the doctor like June of last year, <clears throat> just like a general checkup. I had some blood work done. Blood test came back. Got my whole, what, what do they call it? The um, lipid panel, yep. which is like the cholesterol testing. And my triglycerides were through the roof. Like they have the range of like normal, you're in the somewhat, thousands, somewhat high, very like another version of high, and then very high, and I was off the charts of very high, which which does surprise me. Yeah, there. So they were at five sixty. Had so many that there was like a layer of like fatty stuff on top of my like blood sample where they couldn't even like measure the rest of my cholesterol. <laughs> so, um, but then I went back. I've been, I was like started working out and eating better like a month ago. So I haven't been doing it for too long. I went back 
I wasn't even supposed to get like a, another test, but I just happened to be doing like the whole um, intermittent fasting thing. So I hadn't eaten that when I showed up to the doctor on Wednesday. So he said, let's go ahead and do another uh, lab. So I got some more blood drawn. My triglycerides, I cut them. They're like a third of what they were. That's great. They're like 206 now. Does and getting blood bother you? No. I just don't look at blood it. Test? I don't think it would bother me even, even <clears throat> if I did look at it, but no. Um, yeah, and they were actually able to measure all the rest of my cholesterol. It, and it's still it's still high. But 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 in, in a healthier range. Yeah. Great. I'm actually I'm actually on the chart now. I'm not off the chart now. Great news. So yeah. Slash them boys. Not even more than half. I didn't slash them boys in half. I slashed them boys in more than half. In thirds. Man. I just don't know how to say in thirds. I don't know. In thirds. In thirds, there we go. Man. That's all. Look at okay. you. Yep. Just bringing out a healthy haiku. Yep. It's your healthy haiku. Mine's opposite, actually. Oh. Mine is getting way more sleep. Please, please don't get sick right now. Coronavirus. Uh, Dude, it's, 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 it's been lingering for the last 24 hours. It's in Texas now, too. My, it's like I, the back of my throat is scratchy. I do not feel hot. I do not feel sick. Need to put but a I'm, mask on. I have like a little bit of PTSD from the last six months. So as soon as I started feeling it on Wednesday, I just immediately started um, drinking emergencies. Been slamming. I've been drinking a lot of water the last two weeks anyway. <clears throat> so cannot get sick now. And I was even thinking about this morning when I got in the shower. If I got coronavirus, I can't go on the March Madness trip. Yeah. Nobody's wife is going to let me. Or you can go, go, but you'd be going by yourself probably. Yes. Real bummer. Yeah. Not as fun. Yeah. I would do that though. You know, you better get a mask. You better not just be breathing coronavirus on me right now. I think I might have it, but I think I would beat it pretty quick. Yeah. I saw that theory. So they're like. I guess like the first, they found like the first person that tested positive for it either yesterday or, or the day before. And now there's like three in Texas, I think, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Not worried yet. So it's it's working its way over here. I'm going to try to take care of myself. I've been doing elderberry. I've been taking a multivitamin. So I just don't want to get sick now. It would just be an unfortunate time of year to be sick. Yeah. And I've worked really hard to not be sick. I'm sleeping at minimum eight hours a night. Like consistently doing really good, so I'm hoping my body will just whatever this thing could be is just destroyed. I bet after you get done mowing tomorrow, you'll just be feeling fresh. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. You, sh- you just need some of that that fresh mowed grass smell yep. in your oh, that's nostrils. Good. That's a great great point. I'm thinking yeah. about if I don't feel good tonight after Ellie goes to sleep, just throwing a couple hoodies on, yeah, and taking just, off, and just sweating, it just out. trying to sweat it out. Yeah, I think I'll feel better. That's yeah. I don't think, I don't feel like, you know when you get that like sick feeling, start getting hot, start feeling achy? Mm-hmm. I don't have that yet. I don't want to get it though. So I'm locking in. And I'm so committed to my projects this weekend that I got to do it. And by projects, I mean go to the casino. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got a lot of projects I need to get done. Oh, man. I did see that the coronavirus is getting spread around because it's like on dollar bills. So... The casino might be a dangerous spot. To and they call be. me, they call me Logan getting paper draper. And so I'm probably a high risk. Yeah, probably. I don't know. You probably have your own profile of that, like high risk people. Yeah, watch this guy. Just he leaves Kiowa Casino yeah. every Friday night. All right. Well, let's get to the good part. Let's get to the headlines.
If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy, happy headlines. Yeah. I'd like to give you a compliment real quick mm. on how how your energy's been today and how your energy is now. I'm faking it till I'm making it right now. It's working. It's working. I'm super looking forward. I'm hoping Walker is taking a nap when I get home or about to take a nap so I can take a nap. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. It is basically when I get home, it is almost his bedtime. Which they told us um, that tonight we need to put him to bed on his on his stomach, which we've never done before. So I think we're just going to sleep with him. Not with him, but like sleep in the same room as him. Just to make sure. Yeah. He'll be fine. I'm kind of a freak about stuff like that. That's fair, but he will be fine. Yeah. So if you sleep in there, just know he's fine. But also, never mind. Um, I, was all right. about, I was about to say, I was about to say what you were about to say. Okay. Was, we're on the same page. We can talk about after the podcast. Okay. Um, okay. My first headline. First off, this this whole segment is basically what this this podcast was created for. Um, we just find good headlines, happy headlines, as the segment is called, and um, summarize them for each other and talk about them. So this is the the good news segment. My first headline is single dad adopts abandoned thirteen year old foster child. Um, so Tony, the foster child, he had been in the foster system since the, he's now 13. Um, Tony had been in the foster system since the age of two and was adopted by an Oklahoma couple when he was four. Um, but then his adopted parents abandoned him at a hospital when he was 11 years old. Um, there's a super sad quote from Tony, um, uh, or I, it wasn't from Tony. Um, it was from somebody else that said he asked if his parents were coming to get him, and they said no. So he, I guess, went to the hospital with his adopted parents, and uh, basically, I guess, didn't know where they went and asked if they were coming to get him, and found out that they weren't. So, um, but Tony's life began to change when Peter, um. Mutabazi. Get a phone call right now. Just ruined my notes. Um, Tony's life began to change when Peter Mutabazi received a phone call um, asking if he could take Tony for the weekend. Um, so Peter, um, he learned of Tony's story and he was so taken um, that he decided he had to foster him. Um, Peter said, I was crying. I thought, who would do that? Once I knew the parents' rights were signed off and he had nowhere to go, I knew I had to take him. Um, and Peter had a apparently had a particularly personal connection to Tony's story because he ran a, away from an abusive home in Uganda at age 10, and he eventually found a parent figure who helped him through school, um, but his life wasn't um, always easy. Um, he said that they, his family became his sponsor. Um, I grew up the poor of the poorest people on the planet. I grew up where no one told me to dream that there was no future for me. So he grew up in, um, I guess, Uganda, just not in a good situation, um, and then got adopted. Um, and then he he made it to North Carolina somehow later in his life, and he started working with World Vision and had fostered 12 children children before finding Tony. 
And then the whole sequence of Tony being abandoned, him getting connected with Peter, and then Peter just felt um, that he needed to take him in. So he adopted Tony. And there's just like one note in the story that even before their um, union was made official, Tony always called Peter dad. So pretty beautiful story. That was a beautiful story. And it's kind of crazy that how kind of vast it is that this dude um, ran from Uganda, ended up in North Carolina, and then gets hooked up with this dude that was... I don't know what hospital he was abandoned, but his, um, he was originally, the couple he was adopted by was from Oklahoma. So just a lot of different places coming together. I can't imagine how hard that is too as a kid. Yeah. But how cool is it to have somebody choose you? So, yeah. And want you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's beautiful. What's his name again? Tony's the kid. What's the other guy's Tony's name? Tony's the kid. They have the same last name now. Um, P, the guy's name is Peter... I'm probably butchering his last name, Muda Muda Bazi. Peter. That's all I'm calling. Peter. Him. Peter and Tony. Peter and Tony. Yep. Homies. Homies. <clears throat> Most of my stories today, by the way, are kind of quick hitters. Yeah, mine. Not on purpose. Um, but this first one is Gibson is donating guitars to musicians who lost instruments in Tennessee tornadoes. Did you hear about the tornadoes? I did. I was kind of late to that show. I, feel like I didn't I, know about I it. I feel like I was too. I'm, I remember seeing Ken Johnson or somebody post something initially, like <clears> a <throat> video of a tornado, but I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't I guess I just it. didn't realize the magnitude of it. That it was such a big tornado and did so much damage. Yeah, I feel, I feel kind of guilty after reading some of this, but um, yeah, the Nashville based guitar maker Gibson uh, once helped musicians impacted by deadly tornadoes that struck the Middle Tennessee area earlier this week. Uh, they have a nonprofit called Gibson Gives. Uh, which is their global um, outreach, and they plan to donate guitars to players with damaged or destroyed instruments as early as um, early Tuesday, oh, as a result of the storm early Tuesday morning. Um, guitarists needing instruments uh, replaced can reach out to Gibson Gives Recovery Plan at, if you want to, if you are listening to this and you somehow live in the middle Tennessee area, uh-huh. you can go to donate. You can't. You can send an email to donate.request at gibson.com. If you don't live in that area, don't do it. Because it says in here is that they are going to um, check it. They're just giving guitars out. Yeah. If you can prove that you live in the area and you can prove that you had um, a destroyed instrument, then they will hook you up with a replacement guitar. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's also pretty cool that Gibson is 126-year-old. That's what the company is? Yep. Been making guitars for a while. Long time. Can you name? Can you give me one or two brands from Gibson? I cannot. Can you give me any brand of guitar? Is this going to be a Gibson Fender? Maybe I don't know. Only two names in here is Les Paul. Les Paul. Ah, so I was about to say. Yeah, SG. So it's kind of like a. If I said, "Hey Jared, name a paintball gun." Tipman ninety eight custom. Yep. Tip ten. Is it tip ten? I think so. I thought it was tip man. Like T I P P M A N, Tipman. It's Tipman. Yep. It's Tipman 98 Custom. You amateur paintballer. <laughs> All right. Man, we got a, we just got a bunch of quick hitters today. That's good. So, uh, my next headline is Illinois man pulls baby out of burning vehicle, saves her life. 
So Josh Rayleigh, he was uh, leaving his birthday dinner, and he saw a silver car on fire across um, on fire right across the street from like where they were eating. Um, he said, "I just happened to see a car on fire, and it was dripping gasoline and filled with smoke." Um, he saw two guys get out of the car, and then a woman kicked open the back door. And then Josh said, "Eventually, the back door." Um, kicks open, the woman kind of falls out. Some guy drags her away, and she starts screaming about her baby. So I ran up to the car. He said he couldn't see much um, because of all the smoke and stuff, and the airbags were deployed, so he couldn't really, like, feel around. So he said, I cut the airbags open. You can't really see in the car because there's so much smoke. I checked the first seat, the second seat, and I didn't feel anything. Somehow the baby got wedged between the driver's seat and the passenger seat. I took a final swoop, and I found her. I took off, and then 30 seconds, a minute later, I looked back, and the whole car was engulfed in flames. Um, So eventually police and firefighters showed up shortly after and said if it wasn't for Josh, the baby could have died. Holy cow. Probably would have died. How's babies getting out? Yeah. That's a scary situation. Also, happy birthday, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. That's an important detail. Yeah. I don't know. Just walking out of the restaurant for after his birthday dinner and sees a car on fire. Hero mode. And just saves a baby. So, yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. Also, I know it's probably chaotic in that moment, and you're just trying to get yourself out. If I was a parent, I'd be grabbing my baby before I kick that back door open to get out. Feels like that should be the first reaction, for sure. So, good thing there's heroes like Josh around. Yeah, to, to, to go save a baby. To get the baby. And then apparently equipped with a knife or something so he can cut open the airbags and get them out of the way. Yeah. Just, just a real tactical guy. Kind of noticing something in all these stories is that you know people just have things and they're just ready. Yeah, it's always just these everyday heroes just I know strutting around prepared. Yep, yep. I need to start carrying stuff on me. Always got something on me. I see a situation. What do you have on you? These two paws right here, bro. I'm ready to bust anything open with these bad boys. You would take two minutes trying to puncture a an airbag with your fist, hitting like a speed bag. It's not doing anything. Cars in flames. Yeah. Just get the kid. I got the bag. You're over there shadow boxing with an airbag. <laughs> uh, my uh, my next story. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not smart enough to do this story, so I'm gonna kind of gloss over it a little bit. This I thought is, this was kind of interesting. This is a medical story. No, uh, it's a science story. Oh, scientists found a caterpillar that will eat plastics. Uh, yeah, I saw this Could idea. it help solve our plastic crisis? Um, so. I thought it was kind of crazy. Each year, humanity churns out uh, 30 million tons of plastic and ships it around the world before dropping into landfills. Yeah, it's nuts. And I, to be honest with you, I can't tell. Okay, I'll be real honest. I don't really, I understand what a landfill is to some degree. I don't, I don't understand how you maintain that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really either. So if I really, like, I, I know it sounds dumb to say that. I know they burn <clears throat> a lot of stuff, whatever. But the thinking about 30 million tons feels like a lot. Yeah. I don't know if it is or isn't when you it, spread it out. It, it, I saw, I don't know if it was like the sub headline to this story or if I saw it somewhere else. 
there's some stat that the amount of plastic in the ocean um, would outweigh all the fish in the ocean by 2050. was like an estimate. That doesn't sound good. That sounds very bad. Yeah. So anyways, um, thank God for these caterpillars. Yeah. Um, which I haven't gotten to that part yet. So we don't know. Oh, sorry. I haven't even read this yet. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, in in the half century since plastic exploded into our lives, tiny bits have been spread throughout the ocean, our ecosystem, and even our bodies. I guess people are just eating plastic. Is that like McDonald's? You haven't eaten plastic before? I mean, I'm sure it's in all fast food to some degree. Chew on the straw? Oh, good point. End up eating the straw? I only do uh, paper straws. Okay. Yep. You're very responsible. I am very responsible. You're an eco-friendly consumer. That's what they say. That's what they call me. Yep. Logan the eco. Friendly consumer draper. They call you the making paper draper and the eco-friendly consumer. They, you know what? They sound like oxymorons, but they're not. You're just a jack of all trades over there. I am. Well, a couple of these scientists found a caterpillar that loves to eat non-biodegradable waste. How? First off, how convenient is that? Yeah. Um, but the insect won't save us from our plastic pollution. But figuring out a way how to digest garbage could help offer up a solution. So I guess what they're trying to do basically is find an effective way to help with these landfills. You know what they you can't need? just turn them loose in the ocean. You know what they need to do is somehow breed roaches with these caterpillars. Oh, no, that's probably not possible. <sighs> and just set them free. No, I don't do that because I hate roaches. I don't want any more roaches. Yeah, if they look like roaches, it's real. And these things don't look real pretty either. Also, how are they? It kind of blows my mind that we're still discovering species. I know. I yeah. I have so many theories that I've I'm so dumb that none of them are possible, but I don't know. How crazy. What if the world's create like what if this is like evolved from what we need? Like it's created from what we need. I like the caterpillar yeah. evolved into a plastic eating caterpillar. Yeah. It's so like, much plastic. It's around. like I can eat on this, so it evolved into that. And so it's like they find it like, oh look, it'll do this, but it's been doing it because it had to. Yeah. I don't know. That might be literally the dumbest thing anyone's ever heard. I'm pretty sure that's how evolution, the theory of evolution works. Yeah, I don't know. Again, not smart enough, but basically the rest of this article breaks it down, and I think if I read this to you guys, you would all fall asleep. Um, but I think what's cool about this and why it's on my thing is not only can we maybe help solve some of these problems, but how dope is it that we just have people that figure this stuff out for a living? Just testing caterpillars. And I mean this in the most sincere in loving and encouraging way, but these nerds that find this stuff and then know what to do with it, it's crazy. Yeah. That they like they like start to figure things out and then they like, okay, we can just get these caterpillars and then they're gonna solve hopefully solve a problem. Yeah. That's crazy. Have I told you about the documentary, The Biggest Little Farm? Yes. It's the <laughs> one about small people that no, make that make not. pumpkins. I just know I've told you about it like twenty times. But it's kind of the same principle. They like um, had all these pests that they weren't necessarily pests. They were kind of needed on the farm, but they were like migrating to areas where they were like destroying their crops. So then they just sat there and observed and found out that certain things like to eat them. So then they moved those animals into that area and they started eating these pests, which then allowed them to poop in this area to fertilize the ground and made the soil more nutrient rich. So, yep. Nope. Yeah. What I do is I just go get a different career. These are normal people though. They, 
had like no farming experience prior to this. They just bought a farm and processed it. Yeah. Very smart. That's when I go, hey, guess what? I don't farm anymore. <laughs> I'm going to work at Trader Joe's. Yeah. All right. Thanks, uh, plastic eating caterpillars. What I wonder what like butterfly they turn into. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I wonder if it's just like a plastic butterfly. Just like a milk carton. They just turn flying. Into, they just turn into toys. That's a great question, actually. That's a that's a very, very, very good question. Hmm. All right. Um I got one quick hitter. It's a super quick hitter about one of my favorite people on this planet. His name is Alex Trebek. You know him? Uh, yes. He's a legend. So Alex Trebek gave a update on his pancreatic cancer one year after his di- after his diagnosis. Um, I don't think it's quite one year. I think it said he was diagnosed March 9th, maybe. So I guess when this comes out, it'll be exactly one year. Um, but yeah, he uh, was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer um, a year ago. And like the um, survival rate, like the one-year survival rate of people with stage four pancreatic cancer is 18%. He's still kicking. Um, he gave this um, pretty pretty moving um, update before Jeopardy, one of the Jeopardy airings last week. So, um, yeah, he's uh, st- still kicking, still doing well. Um, yeah. So good job, Alex. Yeah, that's awesome. He, he did mention that he's had some super, some super tough days, and like where, like just major bouts of depression have overtaken him, and he just felt like he wanted to give up. But then he said he felt like he'd be cheating um, his wife, who's like been there the whole time and right by his side Jeez. the whole time through this, and he'd be cheating. Um, his faith in God and a lot of other stuff. It's pretty, uh, pretty uh, moving statement that he made. I think it's cool to say that because I think when you see him and you hear all the stuff in the news, he just seems such a, like such a rock. Like he's just yeah. like working through this thing. And so I think it's cool for people who have been through this to hear. Like sometimes it just doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, and that's fair. You know what? He's still rolling. Yeah, he's still doing great. I think that said the he looks great too. He does. I think he said the. Uh, the two-year survival rate is like 7%. So, we'll see. Come on, Alex. Hoping he's a part of that 7%. Yeah, absolutely. There's <clears throat> another one that is beyond my intelligence. Um, but hundreds of endangered languages are being preserved thanks to this guy and his army of volunteers. <laughs> They're, um, out of the 7,000 languages that are spoken around the world... 500 of them are at risk of being forgotten and lost in history. First off, there's 7,000 languages. That's a lot of languages. And I can't learn two. You know, <laughs> struggle with one, couldn't get the second one in. That's insane. Now, this is what I've been dreading this whole episode. Let's turn up the speaker here. And let's go. Thankfully, Daniel Bogarudo. Thank you, Daniel Bogarudo. You, thankfully, Daniel has created an online library to preserve them Big all. D. Yeah, this kid super smart. Uh, he's a co-founder of WikiTongues. Oh, you heard of WikiTongues? No, it's a nonprofit dedicated to saving the world's endangered languages from extinction. 
More than a thousand international volunteers contributed to Wikitongue language library by interviewing people in their native languages. So basically just building an online library to preserve all languages. Huh. Which I don't think is I don't think is as cool now as it will be in a hundred years. That sounds like it's a very tedious, time consuming task. Yeah. Again, not what motivates me to wake up in the morning. But I think at some point in history, we'll be grateful that, that somebody created a log for this. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's so cool when somebody, you're sitting around with, you're sitting around with your buddies. And you're like, hey, we're losing some languages. We need to save them. And then you create a website and a nonprofit. Do you know if he is logging the languages that J.R.R. Tolkien made up in the Lord of the Rings series? Um, no, but I bet you could submit them. Okay. You're going to have to go interview somebody in that world, though. Uh, okay. You could figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty cool. That is cool. Seven thousand languages. Yep. He uh, he said the organization's volunteers has recorded more than four hundred and thirty-five languages from seventy countries. So crazy. I might be able to name like fifteen languages. We'll see how far we can go. English, Spanish, French, German, Chinese. Italian, Japanese, Farsi, Finnish. Is that a language? Yep. Okay. Uh, Portuguese, Russian. Mm. Um. <laughs> uh oh. Already said Portuguese. Gosh dang it. Argentinian, which I'm. I don't know. What Arabic. Speak. Arabic. Uh, oh, Hebrew. Dang it. Italian. Already said Italian, bro. You lose. What's the one uh what's the one in school you can take? You take French, Spanish, and Latin. Latin. Did you already say Latin? No. Yeah, that was the one I'm trying to think of. Greek. Back to you. Oh, Korean. Oh, is that a language? I've already said Yeah. I haven't said it. I said Japanese, Chinese. Have we already, have we already said uh, German? I don't know. German. We're not even a 20 hit. We might be We might be to double digits now. I almost said Australian three times too. I know. almost said Canadian. Like I, that's where my brain was going. <laughs> yeah. What else is there? Icelandic? They speak I'll, a different language. I also think. realize how dumb I am because I generalize so many different places. And I forget that it's so broken down. Yeah. What do you think about all these like... Austrian... Like an, like in Australia, Polish. Think about the Aborigines. I'm on a roll now. Aborigines, they have their own language. That's what I'm saying. I don't. But how many different? Cherokee. Is that a language? Like, are, yeah. is, is, are they each broken down by their own language? Because then you're now you're going Comanche. Yeah, they yeah. all have their oh, own true. separate language. Elvish. Elvish. First off, is what is that from the North Pole? No, it's from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, would have worked either way. <laughs> Joke worked. Um. Jamaican, say Portuguese. I already said Portuguese. What do they speak uh, in? What do they speak in Puerto Rico? Spanish, maybe. But see, Spanish messes me up because I feel like there's a lot of I don't know. I'm gonna embarrass myself if yeah. I keep doing this. Yeah, let's yeah, let's end it. You did good, man. You know what's been a good episode. I got one more. Oh, you I did. do one more. Oh shoot, you this should have really quick. Should have gone first then. No, this is just really quick. We both talked about this one earlier. I, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I did cry watching this video at home. And I sent it to Katie because I wanted to save it. 
Oh yeah, I'm not sure. What I'm um, and I, I'm I'm always butcher people's names. I'm so bad at it. His name is Josh, Spidel. Spidel. Speedle. So he um it was at Vermont's senior night, Vermont College senior night, the University of Vermont, and he was a recruit, um a pretty I think a I don't know I remember how many stars he was, but he was highly touted. But before um he got there, he was in a car accident that left him in a coma. And so on their senior night in his last game, um, he, I mean, he's not able to play just physically. It's just, I mean, that car wreck really destroyed him, but he got his first start of his career. And so all the players on the court touched it, and then he ran a little backdoor cut, and they hit him. They got a layup. And I don't know why it got me so much. It was cool seeing him, but it was the other team. When he was shaking uh, yeah. the team's hands and saying, thank you, I lost it. Yeah. So, That's a pretty cool moment. It was a really, really cool moment. I shout to Josh for just earning it. Yeah. That's, that's a very unfortunate break, but he seemed like a very positive kid. I got one more. That's along the same lines. I don't I don't know if you saw this or not. You're the one who originally showed me this video. Viral sensation Thomas Snacks Lee of Jackson <laughs> State named Swack Player of the Week. <laughs> Did you see that? That is named Player of the Week. Yeah. Have you seen him on uh, Twitter? Uh-uh. That he's he's living for this moment. So he was what their team manager or yep. something. Yep. Um, yeah. So this Jackson State has his team manager's nickname is Snacks, and, and they put up. him in a fitted jersey. Yeah. He's a uh, he's a bigger dude. Um, they put him in. I don't know if it's at the beginning of the game or end of the game or middle of the game. It looks like the end of the, I think it's the end of the game. Could yeah. be wrong. They put him in. This dude probably from like thirty feet out. Dude, it was from deep. From deep, like way beyond the uh, three point. Uh, line. He had, a, he had a three. It was and it was a banger. It was yeah. Didn't hit any rim. No, it was all net. It tore. Yeah. It, it it ripped off some of the nylon and then immediately went into the full court press. Oh yeah, did he came up to well, press. the rest of his team dropped back and he was he was up there ready to press. <laughs> the crowd went crazy. So cool. Yeah, but yeah, apparently after that he was named the that con- his conference the swack. He was named their player of the week. Let's go. Shout out to Snacks and shout out to Josh. Yeah, the Josh story messed me up. Yeah, that was, that was a cool story. I can't imagine living your whole life playing basketball and then being getting to go play at a D1 college. And then just being taken away that quickly. Yep. But it's, it's, it's cool they stuck with him, though. It said he was in a coma for like five. It was either five days, five weeks, or five it was a long time. months, maybe. I don't remember what it was. All very different <laughs> length ranges. I, I know. But I think there was a five in there, though. 500 years, I think, is what it was. Oh, okay. It was five, five, 50 decades is what he was in there yeah. for. Yeah, that's cool. All right. You got anything else? Um, no. Okay. Do not. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you all have a great week. And as always, be on the lookout for the good. <laughs> <laughs>